0: what i understand sounds like potato harvest here in whatcom county is going to get started earlier than normal it's been a heck of a year for spuds and it's been a while since we've had a potato update here on the farming show welcome back we continue on your saturday morning dylan honcoop On KGMI News Talk 790 A Quick thanks to our sponsor Pape Kenworth Northwest Brand new location up here in Whatcom County On Iowa Street in Bellingham So when you go in to see those folks Make sure to thank them for supporting the Farming Show What is going on with the spuds? We've talked a lot about dairy and we've talked a lot about berry as of late on the program and joining us right now with, well, I always just end up saying DBF, but I I suppose I should say Dick Bedlington Farms. Is that the official farm name at this point, Melissa? Melissa Bedlington joins us on the show. Yes, it is. We're
1: still known as Dick Bedlington Farms. That's not changing.
0: And uh, you being the daughter, one of the family, you know, this is, again, a family farm here locally. They farm quite a few acres, but very much a family operation. You and your brother, does dad still do much on the farm, by the way? He
1: is. He has a few of his favorite longtime customers he does some sales for, but the daily stuff he's retired from.
0: Lucky guy, but he's put in a lot yeah. of years and done a lot of hard, hard work. So I'd say he deserves, oh, yeah. uh, deserves to kick back a little bit more than he used to. Uh, again, Melissa Bedlington with uh, Dick Bedlington Farms with us. So what's going on right now? You told me just a couple of days ago we were in a meeting together and you said you guys are about to start harvesting. Like right after fi- the fair gets done uh, next yeah, week. You guys are going to start digging spuds?
1: Yeah, we're probably about 10-12 days away from starting harvest. That's early. So it's a little earlier than normal. Yeah. So what, um, we've had a good growing season, so that's really helped a lot.
0: So yeah, explain what's going on. Why is the se- why is the growing season been so good?
1: Um, well, we had a good start in the spring. We were able to get in on time on schedule. We usually shoot for the last week of April, first week of May. Um, things went on schedule. Just a couple of rain days of interruption. Um, And then so far this season, over the summer, our growing season, uh, Mother Nature's been blessing us with a nice shower once a week, so that's been great for irrigation reasons. We've had plenty of water this year, Um, and we haven't had really hot temperatures. We haven't had those 85-degree days um, that can really kind of set things back a little bit. So it's been an optimal growing season for us this
0: summer. All the things that we have here love this really temperate, mild climate that we have, whether it's you guys and the sea yeah. potatoes or my dad and the raspberries. They don't like it too hot. They don't like it too cold. Same with the cows. They the <laughs> they like things nice and steady. And, and this year has really, I mean, a lot of people have complained about the rain that we've had off and on, but really for long term, for someone who's lived here for a long time like you have and I have. This is pretty normal summer weather for the Pacific Northwest.
1: Yeah, it is. It really is. Yeah.
0: So it's that's been... that helped you guys be able to plant a little bit earlier, because really once a potato is planted, the clock is ticking, right? It's it's going to be yes. pretty predictable when it's going to be ready to harvest.
1: On a typical average, we need eighty to ninety days growing season from plant to uh, when we kill off the vine. Um, need about 80 to 90 days growing that's optimal for us In um, and this summer we've been able to hit those days and had no major weather disasters or events that could delay anything so um, yeah it's gonna make for a nice start a little early start um, sometimes we can still hit some heat end of august early yeah. september but um it, anytime you can start uh sooner in than september one you know you're getting them out before the rain season hits in October. So
0: It's a similar battle to the folks around the county who have field corn out there, and they yep. want it to ripen up as much as possible, but they don't want to wake so long that that, that weather turns and, and it's slogging through the mud and getting rigs stuck and dealing with rain all the time as you're trying to do harvest. And, and you guys fight that same battle too. It's the same at the beginning of the season, and it sounds like you guys, you, you mentioned a couple of days of rain, but what I wanted to throw in there is Normally, in normal planting season, You guys can have several days or even a week at a time where it's like, hold on, we got to call everything off because we've got too much rain coming out of the sky.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, We can really get hit by Mother Nature if it rains. Sometimes we've been shut down for 10 days because of rain, you know, and worst case scenario, it rains right after we get everything planted and we have flooding in the field or certain sections of a field that might just have sat too long in water and the potatoes will rot. So um, that wasn't anything we had to deal with this year, so that was good for
0: us. Melissa Bedlington is with us right now on The Farming Show. I am Dylan Honkoop here on KGMI News Talk 790. Of course, Bedlington in Whatcom County, the name is synonymous with potatoes. And uh, the two brothers, are the previous generation, your dad, uh, Dick Bedlington, and his brother, Dale, um, and and then you were you were telling me some of the family history. It all started with their dad, your grandpa, Gordon Bedlington, many many years ago, and now Bedlington is is one of the names, uh, the most predominant name locally, along with EB Farms. You guys are the the local p- potato growers. I guess I should mention too, for people who aren't familiar, local potatoes grown here commercially are for seed purposes. Um, they can be eaten, and some people do, but they're really held to, in, in a lot of ways, a higher standard because you guys are providing a seed that is then planted in fields all over the country, right?
1: Yes, yes. So what's grown here in Whatcom County, we have an isolation district. Um, it's kind of a mapped-off area of Whatcom County where anything over one acre um, has to be certified seed within the Washington State Department of Agriculture regulations. So it protects us from spread of disease, um, and then it also helps us keep our plants and our seed um, disease-free,
0: which is is, what our customers like. Yeah, if you're going to go plant potatoes, you don't want those potatoes to be carrying disease or bugs or other things into your field. If you're in Idaho or California or anywhere, really, um, you don't want that. So that's why you your customers are looking for that stamped you know certified clean this is you know government approved even um potato seed and and for a lot of people not familiar with it potato seed is basically potatoes either planted whole or chopped up right it's it's not actual seed in the normal sense of of what people think of was seed
1: yes so seed potatoes are the potato itself you can plant them Whole, or you can cut them up you just got to make sure that if you're taking a potato and you're cutting it into force um, you just got to make sure that there is an eye on that potato piece so it'll grow a sprout which will turn into your plant
0: so the stuff that you guys harvest in the coming weeks and months you're going to put into storage those will ship out next spring for other farmers around the country who are going to plant them do you, where do most of your potatoes go what part of the country
1: We're pretty spread out. Um, We kind of ship a lot of West Coast. We even, Mm -hmm. certain varieties go to certain areas. We grow about 40 different varieties of potatoes. 40? And so, yes. (laughs) Different colors, red, yellow, purple, fingerlings, russets. Yeah, we've got a good array of different colors. We're kind of a rainbow sometimes, it feels like, with all the colors we grow. But um, it keeps us shipping, our actual shipping season is about nine months out of the year now. Um, Fulfilling different markets, say California, they have two growing seasons. Um, So we'll ship in right after harvest uh, early or late fall, and then we'll ship again um, midwinter for their second growing season. Um, There's other places like Washington, Oregon, we only have one growing season a year. That's when we get our busy peak, which is usually February through May. And then we ship to Colorado, we kind of ship all over the United States.
0: So for people who aren't familiar with the basics about potatoes, they grow in the ground, which means you guys got to dig them out. It's quite the operation and really cool to watch if you've never seen potato diggers at work, and they're a lot bigger and more sophisticated than maybe potato diggers that you saw 30 and 50 years ago. Um, It makes the process pretty streamlined, but still it's a lot of work. So you guys are kind of gearing up for, is, is harvest even busier than planting season for you guys?
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. Harvest is our busiest season. Um, we usually take us about five to six weeks to complete harvest. And that's when I bring in the most amount of labor to help with harvest. Um, we've got to get that one month to get everything out of the ground. And with everything growing, potatoes growing in dirt, you've got to have the right machinery to get it done as fast as you can before October rains hit. So um, we've really upped a lot of our machinery from even way when my brother and I started this on the farm with my dad. Mm-hmm. We've really gotten a lot more modern. Um, A lot of our equipment comes out of Europe, either Holland or Germany. Um, They tend to have similar soils and climate than we do. So we found equipment from there to be the most comparable to help us be as efficient and timely as we can with our harvest.
0: She is, what, third generation in the, the potato seed potato business, Melissa Bedlington, with us right now on the farming show here on kgmi talking about harvest which is going to start a little bit earlier than normal here in whatcom county this year uh is that true in other parts of the country i guess that that plays into the market for people who aren't familiar with with marketing this kind of a product you're competing with people who are growing seed potatoes in other parts of the country as well right and and how are they doing and what's the market looking like and how are people feeling kind of kind of like what the raspberry folks deal with
1: Um, Yeah, so our area, we're starting just a little early. It might only be about a week to 10 days earlier than maybe last year. Um, The Midwest had a little bit of a later season. It seems like the Pacific Northwest between Washington, Idaho, Oregon, were pretty on time this year. Um, Our season's been pretty optimal. The Midwest has had – a little slower start. They had a colder spring where they and summer when they started their planting got a little delayed.
0: And a lot of um, rain back there too, and in some yes, places. anyway. cold. Yeah,
1: yeah, they got hit with some rain and cold. Um, the market looks about the same. Being seed, we don't have a lot of highs and lows. Our our um, prices tend to stay fairly stable. We don't have to deal with processors um, in those markets so much. Um, we don't fluctuate that much. Mm-hmm. Um, so that part of the industry doesn't have a lot of highs and lows. It stays pretty steady. Um, so forecast that seems to be a good average year for us. And we're more than happy to just settle with that.
0: Absolutely. Well, you are involved in a lot of things there on the farm as well as off the farm. And I did want to talk a little bit about what you've been up to, uh, later here at the end of the week, getting ready for the fair next week, you've been helping set up a big, huge tent. At the fair for the the agriculture experience, um, if people are familiar with that, if you haven't been through that at the fairground, you need to do that. I I know I'm going to pull a few shifts in there this coming week during during the Northwest Washington Fair here in Linden. Um, But it is the last year for the the exhibit under the tent, and that isn't a bad thing. Explain what's going on with this. What's happening with this, Melissa?
1: Yeah, so this would be our last year in a tent. Um, The last five years, we've moved this over in front of the Henry Jansen building, and it's called the Egg Adventure Center. And so inside there, you can get some hands-on experience. Um, You can milk, uh, Molly Milk Splash is our cow's name. And it's an automated um, milker for kids and adults to get in. And um, you get a pretty much realistic feel for what it's like to milk a cow. Um, we've got some other experience. There's a potato dig. We've got a hay maze. Um, there's also a lot of good educational material about farming in Whatcom County. Um, we talk a lot about, about being good stewards of our land, importance of that, um, importance of just having agriculture in our community and a need for it. Um there's also other booths with potatoes or raspberries are there and present. Um, there's just a good overall experience, kind of giving some education also, yeah. farm to yeah. table experience. You kind of learn, here's what it looks like, wheat looks like coming right out of the harvest or a combine. Well, that will then in turn into loaf of bread or just other products. So we've got an exhibit there that shows farm to table. Um, it's just a lot of good information. It's all ages. There's a lot of free kid activities. It's all free to come in and try it all. Um, so yeah, this will be our last year in the tent. and then we will be um, well, that exhibit actually is going to go away and um, the new exhibit, the future farming for life exhibit will be going into the new building, the farm pavilion that just uh, got completed in time for this year's fair. It's a beautiful new building, and um, we're hoping by next fair to have the new exhibit in there. And this year, there'll be a display inside the new building. It's at the main gate off of Front Street, the farm uh, pavilion. And there'll be, um, the his name is Dave Lackey. He is the man that we hired to come up with the exhibit for the education, showing all the different agricultural products grown. But there are um, 3D virtual goggles you can wear And while you're standing in the building, you just move around your head and turn, and it shows you what the exhibit will look like when it's completed next year.
0: So it's like an empty building right now, but you put the virtual reality glasses on, and it feels like it's going to look eventually.
1: Yes, exactly. And the building isn't completely empty this year, actually. They've got um, quilts in there and some other hobbies, and 4-H will be utilizing that building this year.
0: And that's where some of that stuff used to be in the old building that was there. And that building was getting pretty old and rickety. And I know that was part of the reason why it needed to go, but also because they needed room for the cool stuff that they're going to be putting in there. It's really awesome to to watch this all uh, take shape. And I know a lot of people in the farming community and the larger local community have put a ton of effort and a ton of money. People have been very generous to make this whole thing happen. So I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, that building here at the Northwest West. Washington Fair, which, by the way, gets underway at 9 o'clock on Monday morning uh, and runs through Saturday night. So we've got the Northwest Washington Fair coming up. Of course, the fair is all about farming. That's the core of it, the root of it. That's the history of the fair uh, here locally and in a lot of places. So it's good to see that farming and education about the farming community stays well represented there. Um, thanks for all the work that you've put in over the years to keep this tent, display going too. I, I know that it's been a ton of work to get that all set up in a tent outside with hay bales and moving things and tables and, tent, you know, uh, tarps and uh, curtains and all kinds of things to make that go without a building to call home. I think everybody's pretty excited to, to have uh, brick and mortar again, eventually for this.
1: Yes. Yeah, it is. It's, it is exciting. Um, but I don't put it on all by myself. I've got a lot of help and Cheryl DeHaan's really the one who's been heading it. Um, the tent and exhibit, um, her and I've worked together almost 20 years now, setting it up every year, so... Um, We've got a good group of volunteers that help out every year, too, to put on the exhibit. So it, it'll be a, a sad but a happy goodbye after this <laughs> fair.
0: <laughs> and you are correct, too, Cheryl uh, DeHaan has put so much work. And we, we've talked with her on the show a couple of different times uh, about what goes on there at the fair. She puts so much work into that as well. So hats off to her and her whole team. And, and to yeah. the fair as well for and, and the board. Um, I know your husband sits on the, the fair board of directors. Thanks to them for supporting this and continuing to allow this kind of good educational community stuff to happen there as well. Again, Melissa Bedlington with Dick Bedlington Farms, a local potato grower, third generation uh, in the seed potato business. Thanks for checking in with us on the program, taking a few uh, minutes out of your busy day, and, and I'm sure you guys are busily getting everything hooked up and ready to go for a little over a week when you start digging spots.
1: Yes, it's an uh, excited, hurrying time to get everything ready for harvest, but it's exciting to know that it's just right around the corner.
0: Thanks for your time this morning. We appreciate it.
1: Yep. Yeah, thanks Dylan.